Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yumadav Chafalov, and we are starting six lines from the top, the second to last word on the line. And we continue talking about what went on in the Bisa Mikdash during the Shalash Regalim. Amrav Yud Amarav, he says, Bishash Yisrael Oyun Regal at the time the Kali Yisrael was Oyun Regal, Oymdim Tzfufim Mishtachim Revachim. They stood packed and they were able to bow down with enough space. Now, the Shash of the word Safof is Tsaf, to float. They were so packed in Nazara that sometimes one would be lifted off their feet as if they were floating. Now, what's this Ishtachavaya that's bowing down? There's a Chiv to do Ishtachavaya upon coming to the Bisa this is done by laying flat and spreading out one's arms and legs. Now, not only does this take up space, which was miraculously created, but Rashi says one says vidu at this time, and to prevent others from hearing him and causing him embarrassment, this space was actually four amis around him. They extended all the way to the 11 amis space behind the basic papyrus, meaning behind the Kajish Kadashim. The Gemara asked Micah Amar, what's being said over here? If there was really a nace that they had enough space when they were bowing down, why do they have to be behind the Kajish Kadashim? There should have been enough space without them spelling out to there. The Gemara says, this is really what we're saying. Even though when they were standing, they had to spill out all the way to this 11 Amma space behind the Kaddish Kaddashim, and they were completely packed. When they bowed down, they had plenty of space when they bowed down. And This is one of the 10 Nisim that were present in the Beis HaMikdash. There were 10 Nisim in the Beis HaMikdash. The first one, a woman never miscarried from the Aroma of the roasting hektish meat. And this meat never spoiled. And a fly was never seen in the Beis HaMikdashim. This is where all the carbonists were cut up. Usually, when there's meat, there's going to be flies around. There were no flies around. Number four. And the Kohen Gadol never saw Kerry. He never had a similar mission on Yom Kippur. Number five. There was never a psal found in the Aimer. Or number six. Or number seven. Number eight. They would stand packed, but when they bow down, there was enough space. Number nine, a snake and scorpion never bit anyone and damaged them in Yerushalayim. And number ten, a person never told his friend, it's too packed for me, I don't have enough food, I don't have a comfortable place to sleep in Yerushalayim. Remember, there were so many people going up, it was probably going to be very packed. No one ever complained about the difficult living conditions. The Gemara asks, we started out talking about the Nisim that happened in Beis HaMikdash, and we concluded with two Nisim that happened in Yerushalayim. But we said that there were ten Nisim in the Beis HaMikdash. The Gemara answers, you're right. So in Mikdash, there are two other Nisim that happened in the base of Mikdash that we didn't mention. Rain never extinguished the fire on the Mizbech. And the smoke of the Mizbech. All the wind of the world could come and blow in the Azara. It wouldn't move it from its place. It would just go straight up. Ask the Gemara of there are no other Nisim, just ten. The broken pieces of pottery, they were absorbed exactly where they were. Now, Kachim were cooked in earthenware kalim, and after a day, the juices absorbed in the walls became nicer. There's no way to get it out, so that kli had to be broken, and it wasn't allowed to be brought out of the base of Mikdash. So really, there should have been piles of broken earthenware kalim, but miraculously, they were absorbed into the floor of the Azara. And Ram Rabbi, he says, this is part of a carbon of a bird that was not put on the Mizbech, it was actually put on the side of the Mizbech on the floor, and what was cleared off of the inner Mizbech, and that was cleared out of the Mizbech, that was also absorbed in their place. That was put on the floor next to the Mizbech, and it was just absorbed into the floor of the Azara. So we see that there were more than 10 Nisim. The Gemara answers no problem. That which we originally counted 
counted as three. This was number five, six, and seven. The psal of the Omer and Shtei Alechem and Alechem upon him that there was never a psal found. That's counted as one, meaning we have two extra. So Apic tray, we just took out two, meaning we freed up space for two. Vile tray, and we could put these two in. The Gemara asks, Yihachi, if so, Baluin Nami tray Havuchashvinu Bechad. These balloon that we said that things were absorbed into the floor of the Azara, really, even though it's two different Amirai mentioning them, at the end of the day, that's considered like one because it's the same nays. It's absorbed into the floor. So Chasr Luhusu, now we're missing one. We only have nine. We don't have ten. So the Gemara answers, you're right. There was another nays that happened in the base of Mekdash. There was a huge nays that happened with Lechem Apanim. When it was removed, it was exactly the same way that when it was arranged a week prior. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, to place hot bread on the day that it's taken off. And Chazal Darshan from here that even though the Lechem Apanim was taken off a week after it was put on, it was still hot as if it was just put on. The Gemara continues asking, Vesuleka, there are no more Nisim. The following thing we have as a tradition from our forefathers, the place where the Aaron was put in the middle of the Kedosh Kedoshim, that didn't take up any space. We know that the Kedosh Kedoshim was 20 amas long and 20 amas wide, and the Aaron obviously had dimensions to it, but nonetheless, when you measured from one side of the Aaron to the end of the Kedosh Kedoshim, it was 10 amas, and when you measured from the other side of the Aaron, it was also 10 amas, which means that the Aaron didn't really take up any space. And for Amr Avnoi, Amr Shmuel, there was another nays, Kruvim Bnei Sayyuaimdim. The Kruvim, they also stood in the Kaddish Kedashim Bnei's. Now, this is referring to the Kruvim the Shlem HaMelech made, one on each side of the Aaron. Each wing of these Kruvim was five Amas, so that's a total of 20 Amma wingspan, and that's not including the body of the Kruv. So we see that these also didn't take up space. So the Gemara answers no problem. Nisi Debrai Kachashiv. We're counting Nisim that were visible on the outside of the base of Mikdash. Nisi Degavai Lai Kachashiv. We're not counting Nisim that happened on the inside of the base of Mikdash that a regular person couldn't see. This was in the Kaddish Kedashim, so you can't see these Nisim, and that's why we're not counting them. Ask the Gemara, Yachi, if so, Lechem Apanim Nami, the Lechem Apanim also, Nisi the Gavai, who that's considered a Nis that happens on the inside, because Lechem Apanim was in the Hechal, and a regular person couldn't see the Lechem Apanim. The Gemara answers, no, Lechem Apanim Nisi the Brahu. Lechem Apanim is also a Nis that's considered an outside Nis. It was visible by people on the outside of the Hechal. To Amr Shlakish Shlakish says, Maidachsev, what's Prat in the Pasuk? Al Shulchan Hatar, on the Tahar Shulchan, Tahar, Mechlashu Tame, by saying, that the Shulchan is Tahar, that implies that it could be Mechabal Toma. Chafal HaFamad Beza on the top, Kli Eta Asli Nachasu. It's just a regular wooden keli, which is just meant to be stationary. V'chal Kli Eta Asli Nachas, any Mechabal Toma, V'chaitzis Pnei Toma, any Kli Eta, any regular wooden Kli, which is just meant to be stationary, it's not meant to be moved, it cannot be Mechabal Toma, and it also prevents Toma from passing through it. So why is it that the Pasuk implies that the Shulchan could be Mechabal Toma? Alam Balami, this teaches us Shemakbin Oisil Eilurgalim. The Kaihanim would pick up the Shulchan for all the Eilurgalim, and they would tell the people that came to be other regel, see how cherished you are in front of Hashem, that removing of the lechem apanim is just like when it's arranged. In Emmer it says, to place hot bread on the day that it's been taken. Again, as we said, this was the nace, that when the bread was taken off, it was as hot the day that it was put on. So we see two things from this drasha. First of all, what's relevant to the drasha itself, that this is not a kli nachas. it's not meant to be stationary because it was picked up. But we also see from here that the kaihanim lifted up the shulchan so everyone could see it. So this nace is not considered an inside nace, it's considered an outside nace visible to everyone. But the Gemara continues asking, Vesuleka, there were no other nisim in the base of Mekdash, when Shalem built the base of Mekdash, not by he planted many trees of gold, and they actually would grow fruit in the proper time, and when the wind would blow in them, the fruit would fall off. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, its fruits should make noise like that of Levana, now, Levanin is referring to the base of Mikdash, and this Pasuk is saying that the fruits of
of Eretz Yisrael should make noise or rustle like the fruits of the Beis HaMikdash. So we see the Beis HaMikdash had fruits in it. And when the Gaim entered the Hechal Yavesh, they dried up. Shnemer says in the Pasuk, and the flower of Levonin was devastated. And Vasakash Baruchul Achziron, Hakash Baruchul is going to end up bringing them back. Shnemer says in the Pasuk, it will blossom and rejoice. Even with joyousness and glad song. The glory of Levonin has been given to her. But we see from here that there was this other nase of these trees that were planted. The Gemara answers, Nisi Tikvi, like a We're not talking about Nisim that are Kavua, that has to do with something which is permanent in the base Hamikdash. That's not a Nisim that we're talking about. And now the Gemara says, Hashad Asahi, now that we've come to this answer, Arun Ukruvim Nami, we can answer for the Arun and the Kruvim that we said that they're Anaminami, that they don't take up space. Nisi Tikvi, Ninhu, those are considered Nisim that are something that are Kavua, they're set in the base Hamikdash, and therefore we don't count them in our list of Nisim in the base Hamikdash. And now we're going to analyze some of these Nisim that we mentioned. Amar Marva Ashan Hamaracha, the smoke of the Maracha, the smoke of the fire on the Mizbech that went straight up. Ask the Gemara, Umiha Ashan Maracha, was there actually smoke that came out of Maracha? But Tanya, we have a Braisa. Chamisha Dvarim Nemru Be'eshel Maracha, there are five things that are said about the fire of the Maracha. Revutzakari, a crouch like a lion. This is referring to the coal that fell from Shemaim when Shlema Melch inaugurated the Beis Hamikdash. This was a coal that was shaped like a lion. Ubarakachama, it was clear as the sun. Mamish, it actually had substance to it. Vachelus Lachin Kievation, and it was able to consume moist, just like it's able to consume dry, and it didn't produce any smoke. So we see that it didn't have any smoke. Answers the Gemara, Kikamrina Behedyot. When is it that we meant that there was smoke coming out of the Maracha, out of the fire? That's talking about the Hedyot fire, meaning the fire that we lit on the Mizbech. The Tanya Evabraisa, Benosnu Bene Aranakain, Esh al Mizbech, and the sons of Aranakain, they shall place fire on the Mizbech. Even though that fire came out of Shemayim, Mitzvah Lahavi Menahedyot, there was still a Mitzvah for us to light a fire. So the fire that came from Shemayim, that didn't produce smoke, but our fire produced smoke. And the Gemara continues analyzing this. Revutu Kari, this fire was crouching like a lion. Vatani, we have a bride, so Amrav Chanin Skanakayanim, Aniri see of Revutu Kekelev. I saw it and was crouching like a dog. The Gemara answers like Hasha, no problem. Kanav Mikdash Rishan, Kanav Mikdash One was talking about the Besam Mikdash Rishan, then it was like an Ari. However, Besam Mikdash it was like a dog. Mikdash Shani, Mihavai, asked the Gemara, was it really even present in Mikdash Shani? Vamar Shmol Bar Inia, Maidach Sev, what's Pshat and Pasak? Ve'ertsa Bai Vikavda. I'll be appeased with it and be honored with it. The Karinan, and we read it as V'ikavda with a hey. Why is it? It's written without a hey, but we read it with a hey. These are the five things that was different by Mikdash Rishon. Mikdash Rishon, these are them. Aron, Vekapiris, Ukruvim, Esh, Ushchina, V'ruach HaKadosh, V'urun These five things were present in Mikdash Rishon and not in Mikdash So we see that the Esh was not present in Mikdash Rishon. The Gemara answers, Amri, they said, and you're right, Mihava Hava, it was there, but Siyu Eloi Misaya, it wouldn't help burn the Karbanas. The five was in existence, but it didn't help burn the Karbanas. We had to add a lot of wood onto the Mizbech to actually physically burn the Karbanas by Mikdash Shani. However, Mikdash Rishon, Hashem's fire burnt the Karbanas. And once we're on the topic of fire, the Gemara says, Ton Rabban, we have a brass, Sheish Isha is saying there's six types of fire. Yesh Eichel is Veinishaisa. There's a type of fire which consumes but doesn't drink. There's a type that drinks but doesn't eat. There's a type that consumes and it drinks. And there's one that consumes moist like dry. And there's a fire which pushes away another fire. And there's a fire that consumes other fire. Now we're going to explain these. There's a fire that consumes but it doesn't eat. That's our 
ordinary fire, it consumes solids but not liquids. It drinks but doesn't eat. That's talking about a sick person. He's burning with fever that's like a fire and that makes him very, very thirsty. So he drinks but he doesn't consume. What does that mean? It eats and it drinks. This is referring to El Yohanavi. The Chesavit says in the Pasuk, and the water that was in the trough or that was in the ditch, it licked. This is referring to the story that El Yohanavi challenged the false prophets of Baal. He built them his back, shechted a carbon, poured water all over it, which then gathered in a ditch. He dug around them his back, and a fire descended from Shemaim, burned the carbon, and licked at the water. The type of fire that consumes moist like it does dry, the Maracha, that's talking about on the Maracha. There's Esh that pushes away Esh, the Gavriel, this referring to Gavriel Hamalach. We learned in Masechus Pesachim that Gavriel cooled off the fire that Hanani, Mishal, and Azariah were thrown into and made his own fire outside the furnace that burned up those that threw them in. Gavriel is the Malach of Esh and counteracted the fire with his own fire. And Vyesh Esh Echelos Esh, there's fire that consumes fire, the Shechina, that's the fire of the Shechina, the Amar Mar. He says, Hashem put his finger among them and burn them up. During Shesh's Mebrishah, some Malachim argued with Hashem, so he put his finger among them and burned them. The Malachim are fire, and they were consumed by Hashem's fire. And continuing to talk about the Nisan that happened in the Beis HaMikdash, and the smoke of the Maracha, even if all the winds of the world were blowing, it's not going to move it from its place. But ask the Gemara of Amr Yitzchak Barav Dimi, the last day of Sokesh, everyone was looking at the smoke of the Maracha. If he was leaning towards the north, Anim Smechim the poor people were happy. The rich people were sad. That means there was going to be a lot of rain this year. And their produce was going to rot. Leaning north is because of a southern wind, which indicates too much rain. This causes stored produce to spoil quicker, and the prices were dropped to get rid of it. The poor are happy about this, but not the rich. If it was leaning south, the poor people are sad, and the Balabatim are happy. That means that there's not going to be a lot of rain this year. And their produce would store very well. Leaning south is because of a northern wind, which indicates enough rain that the crops still grow and the produce could last a long time. Produce could then be held onto until prices rose. Good for the rich, bad for the poor. Not that Klape Mizrach, if it was leaning east, Hakal Smechem, everyone's happy, and Klape Meirev, Hakal Atsevim, if it's leaning west, everyone's sad. Leaning east is because of a western wind, which brings ample rain that helps the crops grow. Produce can be stored, but only for an average amount of time. Prices remain fair and everyone's happy, but leaning west is because of an eastern wind. List leads to drought, less produce, inflated prices, and no one benefits. But the bottom line is, we see that the wind did blow the smoke about. The Gemara answers, It just moved. It swayed like a palm tree. But it didn't actually get blown all around the Azara. It still did go up in a straight line. It just swayed a little bit. But now the Gemara asks on this. Amar Meir, we had just said, If it's leaning east, everyone's happy. If it's leaning west, everyone's sad. Which means that a western wind is good and an eastern wind is bad. But Vermina will ask you, An eastern wind is always good. A western wind is always bad. A northern wind is good for wheat. That's if it's grown a third. It's not good for olives. At the time that they're blossoming. And Ruch Dreimis, a southern wind, Kashal Chitin, is bad for wheat, if it's already grown a third, and it's good for olives, at the time that they're blossoming. And from Rav Yosef, Marzotra, a good way to remember this, the Shulchan was in the northern part of the Beis Mekdash, and the Benar was in the southern part. This one grows its own, and that one grows its own. Meaning, the Shulchan had bread made of wheat, and it's in the north, reminding us that northern winds are good for wheat, and the Benar, which held olives, 
olive oil was in the south, reminding us that southern winds are good for olives. But either which way, we have a stira. Are eastern winds good or bad? Are western winds good or bad? So the Gemara answers, like Hasha, no problem. Halan v'halahu. One is for us, one is for them. Eastern winds, which we know are dry, are good for Bavel, a naturally moist land with abundant water. Too much rain brought about by western winds would be no good, whereas eastern winds are not good for Israel, which is much drier and the many hills do not retain water, whereas western winds, on the other hand, are far better for Eretz Yisrael. Hajj and Shivas Yamim, Mazel Tov for finishing the first parak of Masechus Yuma. We should be Zaychah to finish Masechus Yuma together. And of course, all of Shas together. Everyone should have a wonderful day.